Adults only, explicit content, bad language, controversial topics, Ian hates music. Warning. Welcome, everyone, to a brand new episode of Ian Hates Music Solo Edition. Happy Halloween, everyone. I am feeling so much better physically, not mentally, but also it's Halloween. And I see everyone picking up their mic and saying, hey, we're going to put out a special you know, episode of whatever fucking podcast that they're doing and you know how much I like to talk and I have missed talking to all you haters out there so here I am I picked up the mic we're gonna kind of do this spur of the moment I put some things together that I wanted to mention and I hope you enjoy it no special guests you know no Jackson no Dave no Ty it's just me which means right now you can turn this fucking thing off I totally get it I'm not going to hold it against you, but I just kind of wanted to talk. And you know what? We're going to get into it right now with some scene news. So a couple stories here in scene news. It's just some things that I have seen recently we'll get into right now. So first thing, friend of the show, Dave from Eyes on Satellites. I'm sure you remember them. They had that awesome EP come out earlier this year. It was called The Illuminator. Dave and I talked about it a lot. And when I say Dave that time, I meant co-host Dave. We did a review on Ian Hates Music. Now, Dave from Eyes on Satellites is someone who I see in the local scene here in Boston and Cambridge a lot. He goes to a ton of shows and he's always... You know, he's working. He loves doing the scene thing. And I've always appreciated that. And unfortunately, he pulled me aside the other day during a show. And now it's been officially announced. He is no longer going to be the lead vocalist for Eyes on Satellites. He's been, he's kind of decided he's going to step aside and kind of work on some mental health issues that he'd like to work on. He's okay. But The band thing just isn't for him right now. And I'm sure you can read his posts. You can go on Eyes on Satellite social media and see everything that he wanted to talk about with this. I just wanted to give all of you a quick update and let you know that also his final show with Eyes on Satellites is going to be December 9 at the Worcester Palladium. So if you're a huge fan of Eyes on Satellites, you want to see, you know, pretty much the original lineup, this would be your time to do it. That show's going to be huge anyways because we've got friend of the show, Saving Vice, 
We've got Like Moss to Flames. Everyone knows how much I love Dark Divine. And I have not been able to see them live since that album came out. So I've been looking forward to that for a while. But now add on that this is going to be Day's final show. He's always given it 100% when he's on stage. But I'm assuming this is going to be even more epic. Now, I'm sure the guys in Eyes on Satellites, I'm sure they're going to continue on just as strong as always. The question will be, you know, do they find a new vocalist? Do they do something internal? You know, because Dave mostly did the unclean vocals. So perhaps a change in style is in order. Perhaps they find someone else to do the uncleans or they decide to do it themselves. Unfortunately, another friend of the show has their lead vocalist walking away. This time, it's the band Rival Town from Canada. You know, aggressive pop punk. Their lead vocalist, Carrie, will be moving on from the band. Still not exactly sure what they're going to be doing, but they are touring right now, and they just put out a brand new track as well. Now, I believe this still features Carrie on vocals, but it's a track called a new normal, and normally we play this during new songs, but this is news, so why don't we play a little bit of it here as well? Just want to find some normality, but I guess this is normal now. I wish you could know. I would have given anything just to take it all. This whole year has felt like quicksand The more I fight, the more I'm sinking in But now it's calm, everybody leaves a march on us All I hope is that if they take time, I won't hold my breath Man I really love that aggressive pop punk. So I hope that Rival Town will continue on. They'll just have to decide once again, what do they do? Do they bring in someone new? Do they, you know, are they able to perform it by themselves? Only time will tell. So we'll have to wait for that as well. Also, I mean, I think everyone knows pretty much every band is on tour right now. If you're a fan of a band and they are still together, they are probably on tour. So make sure to check out everything that's going on. I went to see, there's really no point in doing a whole tour section here. So I'm just going to talk to you about a show that I recently went to. I saw friend of the show, Saving Vice, Savage Hands, Dayseeker, and Palisades. And now that is a stacked lineup for the scene for sure. Saving Vice are pretty local. So they're, you know, East Coast, Vermont to Massachusetts, they're all over the place. They always have a really good turnout, and they are really fucking good live. I've said that in the conversation, you know, that I've done with Tyler and Chase. If you ever get a chance to see Saving Vice, you definitely should. They are really energetic. They are great at what they do. It's great dual vocal metalcore with literally two vocalists that can do everything. And it works so well and it's kind of a lost art and that's what we talked about in that conversation but every time that I see them live they prove that 
over and over again. So hopefully at some point they get to go ahead and do like a full U.S. tour or something. But I will mention they did have their brand new video. Wow. They did have their brand new video, Black Ice, come out today on Halloween. You can go watch that music video. I believe it's from the same people that did Ice Nine Kills and Eyes on Satellites. I'm sure they do a lot of stuff, but they do some really, really good work. So make sure you check that out. Also, look, I just got off of being sick. So even though I am very happy and feeling better to be talking with you, I'm still going to fuck up a couple times. Plus, I have no one to bounce ideas off of. So it's just me yammering on and on and on. So hopefully you're cool with that. But I just want to let you know that's why I'm trying to be a little bit more upbeat because I'm happy to be speaking with you. But then also, I need to take a break from time to time. You'll hear my voice kind of feel that a little bit. Then, after Saving Vice, we had Savage Hands. Now, they had their EP, I believe it's called Barely Alive, come out earlier this year. And co-host Dave and I both really enjoyed that. They also had a brand new track come out pretty recently. And they were probably the only band that had a little trouble getting the crowd to kind of go with them. But they're not a bad band. I think it's just one of those things where the crowd did not know them as well as they knew everyone else. But they put on a great show. They have a great sound. It's that kind of post-hardcore, heavy, alternative rock. I'm a big fan of what they do. And if you get a chance to see them live, you definitely should. Because I think they're going to be much bigger than they are right now. This is a really great tour for them to get exposure. And I think they've been probably you know, turning fans around and making them really pay attention. So that's a really good thing for a band to do. So they did a great job. Just the crowd was not ready for that. I think is probably the best way to put it. Then you had Dayseeker. And obviously, everyone loves Dayseeker. They had their amazing album. And I always fuck this up. So let's see if I get this right. I believe it's Dreaming is Sinking, Waking is Rising. And obviously, Ian hates music. Love that. I mean, you can't say enough good things about that album. Also, one thing I didn't mention, one of the cool things about Saving Vice is they have a track on their EP, Colder Than Dark. It's called Euthanasia, and it features Rory from Dayseeker. He actually went up and did his guest vocal spot with them as well. So that was very cool. And then, I mean, come on. Everyone knows Rory. I mean, he's (laughs) bigger than life. I mean, not a super tall guy, but... He's bigger than life. He is a superstar, and he shows it when he is on stage. He commands that stage, and he's just great at live vocals as well, which is something that doesn't always happen, but Rory can hit all those notes. He's also really the only vocalist in the band, too, so that's kind of a big deal. And then the headliner, of course, was Palisades. Palisades put out a new track recently called War. It's really damn good. This is a band that has gone through a lot of transition over the discography. And I like going back to even some of their more heavily electronic-infused metalcore. I've always liked what they've done. And it's kind of cool. Their vocalist is very gravelly when he's singing you know, in person live. And it brings a little extra that I actually really enjoy. Palisades are one of those bands that's also very fun 
to see live. They're very good at crowd work. They can get everyone moving. They can get everyone jumping. I mean, their whole entire discography, you can tell, you know, you were made to jump. That's what they do. So I am looking forward to their new album. I think it comes out at the end of December. It might even be like December 29, somewhere around there. But that's an album that I've been looking forward to for a while. They've never really let me down with an album they put out. I think the last one I was a little iffy on, but then seeing them live and really going through it a few more times, it's a damn good album. And they have a lot of a back catalog that you can look forward to, plus the new album. So knock yourself out with that. Now, I think they might be done with that tour coming up, so you probably can't see them, but I would recommend every single band on that tour, if you can see them live, you'd be doing yourself a favor because every single one of them does well. As I'm sure you guys remember, I've touted Crazy 88 through the entire time of their existence. For anyone that doesn't remember or doesn't know, Crazy 88 is a side project of multiple different people. You've got Jared Alonji, Lauren Babick of Red-Handed Denial, and then also Patty Walters of As It Is. All together in one band, which is fucking crazy. And they've got a new album that they had done a Kickstarter for a while back. It looks like the album could be coming out anytime now. I think it's being mixed and mastered. And, you know, people like friend of the show Johnny Frank have been talking it up. Apparently, it's supposed to be really damn good. I mean, I guess you wouldn't expect them to come out and be like, oh, well, this isn't really going to be that great. And, you know, that doesn't really work that way. But it does seem like this is going to be something special. Also, I know I've talked about it briefly, but I have had some input into this album as well. So I think it's going to be really cool to be able to talk about all the behind the scenes stuff and what I did for the album too. You guys might even notice right away what I did for the album. So we'll see. But that is something that I think is going to be great. It might even be one of the best releases of this year. Another thing I wanted to mention in scene news is the band Architects. They have been killing it with the three singles that have been put out already for their new album. It's called Holy Hell, and it comes out, I think, on November 9, which means it's coming up very, very quickly. And I just want to say, watch out for that, because I'm pretty sure that's going to be one of the best of the year as well. They don't seem to be able to do any wrong. Every single thing they do, people latch on to and love. So definitely keep an eye out for that. Now, before I go on to you know some of the stuff that you would expect from Ian Hates Music, I'm going to do another thing that you probably expect, and that's me talking about some behind-the-scenes music stuff. And really what I'm going to focus on today, well, I guess really the interviews, the Ian Hates conversations. So normally... I have maybe one of those almost every single week. And things do start to slow down towards the holidays a lot of times. But I've realized for a little bit now, it's almost like I am being kind of big leagued. And if people don't know that expression, it's like when someone who thinks that they're bigger than you, or in some cases are bigger, so it comes to popularity or something like that, they, they don't really help you out when you ask for something. So you're kind of getting pushed around, basically. 
and you say, hey, Ian, what does that mean when you're talking about interviews and conversations? What that means is, I think the industry is changing a lot. So I'll reach out to bands that, you know, maybe aren't the hugest bands, but I love their music. And once again, anytime I have someone on Ian Hates Conversations because I love their music, it's very rare for me to change that formula. I find it very difficult to talk to people who I don't like. That's why I do the show with people I like. That's why I have guests on who I like. I don't like being fake. I'm not a hypocrite. I don't bother with bullshit like that. So I have gotten the runaround recently from some bands who have been on the show. And it's weird because it's like they're treating me like I'm not a big enough show to help them anymore. Like it was okay before when they weren't as popular, but then with the help of this show to make them more popular... Now they don't owe, it's not an O thing, it's they don't think they have to waste their time talking to me. And I was never doing the interviews for that reason. The reason, and for anyone that doesn't know, the reason I do the interviews not only because I love the music that these people are putting out, it's because I want to spread the music in the scene. I want more people to hear the music that I love. And... I do the interviews and the conversations the way that I do them because I think that people get way more out of an interview when you go in depth and you learn the personality of the person that you're talking to. I think that makes you connect more. And you might be saying, duh, of course. But then look at all the shitty interviews that AP does and Rock Sound do. Look at those shit interviews and tell me you connect with anything that they're saying. You don't because they're not saying anything. They're asking the name of the band. They're asking when the next album comes out. They're, you know, they're giving the basic bullshit questions that any interviewer would do. But that's, and sure, I do some of those questions, of course, because there's some basic knowledge you have to get out. I would never ask a band who they are, what they play, and all that kind of shit. I mean, obviously, I know that already. But in general, that's what I like to do. I want people to connect with someone's personality because I think that makes you want to support that person way more than a general stupid interview. So I think the industry is changing a little bit because I'm now getting that runaround from people that I didn't used to. And this show has grown way more and way bigger than it was in the past. So it's a little weird. It's almost like a linear progression But the bands don't necessarily see it like that, which is very strange. The other thing, and I was talking to Jackson about this one night. So we had done the Ian Hates movies on the new Halloween, which I think everyone should check out. That was a lot of fun. I was coming back from being sick on that one too. But it was, believe me, it was bearable. Trust me, it was bearable. But that's a lot of fun for me because I love talking horror movies. I love doing all that. So after the mics went off, Jackson and I were sitting there, you know, drinking some beers and, you know, shooting the shit about our lives and what was going on with the show, all that kind of stuff. And we started talking about interviews. And to me and to Jackson, he brought up a very good point. I think now a lot of bands, unless you're a big name publication, so unless you're the dumbass, you know, fucking, (laughs) I watched that 70s show recently, so dumbass was in my head. 
unless you do AP or Roxanne or pay to be in them, because let's be honest, people, anyone who doesn't know that, if you're a smaller band, if you're not Panic at the Disco, if you're not Black Veil Brides, if you're not whoever else they stick on the cover every month, you know, 21 Pilots, whatever, they don't pay. But any of the bands that are not them who you like, they have to pay to be in AP and Rock Sound. So don't get that twisted. All right. AP and Roxanne are not covering your favorite bands because they like them. They're covering them because they're getting paid money. So don't forget that. So it seems like bands right now, they want to only talk to people who they've known in the business for a certain amount of time. So that's why you see, and most of them are really bad. There are a couple okay ones, but most of the podcasts that are done by people in the music industry are very bad. <laughs> they just are. They don't know how to interview. They don't know, for some reason, they don't know how to produce. Or they don't care because they're already popular enough that it doesn't really matter. And then they just have their friends on. And that's cool. I totally get it. I mean, I have my friends on these shows too. So I definitely understand that. But I think now, if you're one of the starting podcasts like I was in the scene, for some reason, I'm still going to be looked at as an outsider. You know, I've had failed bands, but I wasn't on the tour circuit. I don't have a single that I was able to put out to be like, hey, I'm one of you. So even though I know more than most people who work at Rock Sound and AP will ever know about seeing music and all that kind of stuff, you know, I'm an outsider. I'm not one of them. And that's why I think you see so many podcasts now with people who are in bands because one, that's, you know, free publicity for them right away, but then they can have their friends on and then their friends can have their friends on the podcast. That, that all happens. It's like a very incestuous thing. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm not necessarily saying that. But I'm just letting you know, I think that's going to change the way that these interviews and conversations are done. Because, sure, I'll still have you know people who are friends of mine in the music business. I'll still have them on the show. And I'll probably still have up-and-coming bands on the shows because they're always looking for exposure and they want a good interview. So if I like a band who's up-and-coming, I'm still going to have them on the show. But I think the days of getting the you know big names on the shows like I've had might be coming to an end. And like I said, I don't know if that's a good thing. I don't know if that's really a bad thing. I can do a lot with these podcasts, so it's not like I have to have it, but I do feel like sometimes I'm doing a ton of work behind the scenes that you guys don't see because this isn't my industry. You know, I'm an engineer. <laughs> I mean, I have been in the scene technically for you know 20 years maybe and I've been do I did radio and then I've been doing these podcasts for over four years. So it's been a really long time, it's been a while that I've been doing these shows, but I am still an outsider. It it kind of goes back to that whole like how Ronnie Radke went off on YouTubers who do I think he was talking about like reactions to singles and of course a lot of people don't like the new Falling in Reverse singles because there's lots of electronics in it. There's lots of rap. He had come out and said, you know, hey, unless you've done what I've done, I don't give a shit about what you say about my music. And he was talking about how 
critics, you know, quote unquote critics, unless they are part of the industry, they shouldn't be able to talk about people's art. And obviously, I don't agree with that, even though I was, you know, technically in the industry, if you want to say it like that. But I think people should be able to say whatever they want. But I think now, you know, artists are looking to, they're not, I guess, they're not looking to show their personalities. And they're not looking to have hard-hitting, you know, whatever cliche you want. They're not looking to have in-depth questions. They want to do their thing and they want to get out. And I could be reading that wrong. Jackson and I could both be reading it wrong. But I'm telling you what's been happening behind the scenes. And I think that's what it is. So I'm just letting people know the dynamics of how, you know, hey, Ian's got six interviews that are coming out on Ian Hates Conversations and I'm working so hard to try and get them out. Most of my time now is working hard to get the interview set up. That was already hard enough before. Now it's even harder. So I'm thinking that that's kind of how the music business is going. Also, one big thing I've noticed as well. Now, it doesn't happen with every band, but I'm sure a lot of you know, you know, faithful haters of Ian Hates Music and Ian Hates Conversations, you know the past of how many bands I've had. I mean, I've had so many bands on these shows. And you probably can tell, especially if you follow those bands, which ones will promote an interview and which ones won't promote an interview. And what I've noticed is anyone who's a band who gets an AP interview or a rock sound or something like that, they promote the fuck out of that. Now, once again, I have mentioned it's not all of them, but a lot of them have to pay to be in those publications. Now, that's understandable. You definitely want to promote something that you paid for. But then also, why wouldn't you promote something that's free? For an interview, I do all the work. A person has to be open with me because that's, you know, obviously that's what I need. But I don't just put interviews on. I make sure that they sound good. I do the, you know, not editing of what they say, but I do the background noise. I do the production. I make sure all that kind of stuff is set. Other podcasts don't do that. And I could start naming them, but why would I give them any publicity? Their shows fucking suck. So a band will go out there and, hey, we did an AP interview or we did whatever big name magazine or something. Let's promote the fuck out of that. But then when I put in the work and I put it out there, some bands don't do it. And it's very weird because they've taken the time out to be on the show. So why wouldn't you promote that? What people also don't realize or don't understand, or maybe there's something in the background that I don't know about. But when you do AP, you do Roxanne. And I know, believe me, I know I'm saying their names a lot, but that's because they fucking suck. And I have no problem saying their names and saying that they are trash. That's that's what I'm saying. They're not worth your time. So when I mention these outlets, they already have built-in marketing. They already have a huge following to them. So they don't need production. They don't need promotion. So it's very weird to see a band promote someone that doesn't need the promotion. With my show, you know, I'm a mid-level show. I work really hard and I've gotten it here with no backing of any company, you know, none of those podcast outlets, none of that. No one tells me what to do. So I work really hard and I put things out for you guys because I love music and I love movies and I want to put that shit out there for you 
on whatever timeline I can, but I'm not getting paid for that. So doesn't seem weird that a band is only going to promote their, you know, their close friends maybe, and then these other outlets, but not promote this. It's very weird to me. And you might say, oh, well, Ian, you know, you're complaining about this. Oh, you know, they probably just forgot. They don't have time. So what? (laughs) That doesn't fucking matter. It's about the bottom line. It's about getting more people to listen to your music. It's about getting people more connected with your music. And that's what I give. That's part of a conversation. (laughs) So believe me, hey, get in contact me. (laughs) Get in contact me. Get in contact. Maybe this is why I suck. It's because I'm tripping over my words. Contact me, ianhates at gmail.com. And let me know if there's something that I'm missing. But I had this interesting conversation with Jackson, and that's how it kind of felt. I think that the industry is going a different way. I think there are definitely bands that love to talk to interviewers, especially people like me. You know, I go in-depth. I know their music. I want to know specific things because I think that's what makes, you know, people connect with them, as I said before. So maybe that's it. Who knows? Maybe I am just fucking rambling right now because I'm by myself and in front of a mic. That might also be true. But at least for right now, I wanted to leave it there. I just want to let you guys know that this is kind of this is really the stuff that I deal with on a regular basis. You always have bands cancel because they forget or you know, oh hey, we'll redo this at some other time something came up. That kind of shit always happens. But I see a trend of something different happening. So don't be surprised if you don't see Ian Hates conversations out every single week anymore because something has definitely changed. It hasn't, my love of doing it has not changed, but I think something in the industry has. Phew. Wow. That whole talking by yourself thing is really weird. It just, it really is. But you know what? That is the end of scene news. Let's go on to what used to be my favorite part of the show. That is right. It is album review time. Oh, I love hearing that song introing it. And this time, look, I could go through and talk about a bunch of different albums, but I'm not going to do that because I really just don't have time right now. Like I said, I just dump, I just jumped on the mic and I just wanted to talk to people because I can. So one of the things that came out, I want this to be kind of fresh too. So an EP actually came out today on Halloween The name of that EP is Trinity. It is a six-track EP, and it is from the English metalcore band Chugaboom. Now, I'm sure you guys have heard me talk about Chugaboom in the past on past episodes of Ian Hates Music. This is a brand new EP. This is nothing, you know, from the past, nothing like that. Released today, it is a great mix of old school dual vocal metalcore and it's got humor infused in it and you know I love shit like that 
There's a wide gamut of vocals, including the low deathcore growls to the mids to highs, and then also cleans, of course. When I mentioned the dual vocals and metalcore, your head probably should have gone to that. But yes, lots of cleans as well. So now, as you know, their name is Chugaboom, which is fucking awesome. And for anyone that doesn't know, they call their fans Chuggalos which is absolute genius. I, too, would say that I'm a Chuggalo. It's kind of like when I call you guys haters. I don't know. I love campy, stupid shit like that. So with song titles on this EP, Trinity, like Awkward Erections, I don't know how you can go wrong. Not only can you get into the pit with these tracks and really, you know, thrash out, but then also it gives you a reason to check out the lyrics as well. Because they're throwing in those jokes, they're infusing that humor that works really, really well for the band as well. It kind of gives you that incentive to figure out what they're talking about. Some of it may be absolute gibberish, but it's still fucking good. And even though they talk about killing people in their songs sometimes, they can also balance it out. There's a track on this EP called The Song That Saved Your Life. And really, the way to describe it, It's a humorous anti-suicide track. And this is what it boasts. Don't kill yourself. That would be really fucking stupid. How could you listen to Chugaboom? Don't be a fucking prick. Become a Chuggalo instead. (laughs) Come on. That is fucking great. That is really fucking great. Of course, it's all done in deathcore and metalcore screams. So, there's really... There's really a lost art when it comes to mixing metalcore and humor and fun. And Chugaboom have been doing it for a really long time. So make sure you check out their past discography. I used one of their tracks. I believe it's called My Kick Drums Have Been Triggered. It's something around there. It's from an EP called Kevin. And I use that as an intro for any time I did something that would be quote-unquote triggering. So make sure you check out all they have. And then especially Trinity, six really great tracks. You know, they mix it up with all the metalcore. Like I said, it's kind of a lost art. Maybe, you know, people might remember. I'm trying to think of the band right now, and it's on the top of my head, and I just can't get it. Ah, yes, Psycho Stick. Not exactly the same thing. But that was a band that was very good at infusing the humor with metal. And there are many other bands I'm sure we can go into. But for right now, check out this EP. It just came out today, Halloween. I'm not going to go into anything else because I just want to talk about that. It's new. It's fresh. Support them. You know, buy their merch. Like I said, they're an English metalcore band. So the chances of you seeing them live here in the States probably isn't going to happen at least for a little while, but you can still support them by listening on Spotify and doing all that shit. They have some really cool merch as well. So once again, it's Trinity by Chugaboom. With the mouth is, you thought he cracks, you know what you were missing. We 
Now let's hit a fun one. It's time for new songs. Now we begin with new songs. We're going to start with King 810. Obviously, you guys know how much I love King 810. They are a weird fucking band. I am still waiting to see them live. They just put out their brand new track, Heartbeats, which is once again a weird fucking song. But after they put out that EP Queen, you know, earlier this year, I wouldn't put anything past them. Their brand new album, Suicide King, comes out January 25, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Merch bundles, pre orders, all available now. Let's take a listen to Heartbeats. How can we give them something new that's serious but entertaining too? Now we have While She Sleeps with the track Antisocial. Their new album, So What, is coming out on March 1. Pre-orders and bundles are available now as well. This seems to be a great follow-up for them from their last album, so let's hope they continue really well with this whole independent thing they've got going on. So let's take a listen right now. Here's Antisocial. Now we have a new band called Call Me Amore. They released their debut track, Tourniquet. Now, why would you care, you ask? Well, first off, it's a great track. But then also, it's the new project of Harry, who's the former vocalist of Yashin. And I'm sure, you know, people from the very beginning 
of Ian Hates Music knows how much of a fan of Yashin I was. So to hear that Harry had a brand new band, I was like, fuck yeah. So here it is. Take a listen. It's Tourniquet by Call Me Amore. I'll show you my scars. Every single day, I rip my tourniquet. I've opened up my wounds, and now the blood is running out of me. I carry my mistakes, sleeping or awake. I've opened up my wounds, and now the blood is running out. Now some friend of the show, new songs here. We've got Rarity, who I believe is now an independent band. They just dropped their brand new single today. It's called I'll Come Around. I love the raw passion here. I really enjoyed this. I hope this is a direction that they're going. Stay tuned on news from their new album. I'm hoping to hear about that very soon. But until then, here's I'll Come Around. Another friend of the show here, we've got Cole Rowland. Three amazing singles recently. The newest was a collaboration with The Animal and Me. Now seriously, there's really nothing this guy can't do besides sing apparently. But make sure you check out this new music video for this one, you know, for home. So that you can see him rock out and really steal the spotlight. Now, obviously, we had talked about when we had conversations how Cole Rowland doesn't sing. That's why he always has amazing friends to come in and do it for him. This one happens to be The Animal and Me. So check this out. This single is called Home. Just please come. 
All right. So I didn't want to end new songs on a bad note. So I'm going to talk about the new Under Oath now. They just put out the track Wasted Space featuring Keizo. And I know it's kind of hack, but this track is so atrocious, it'll just waste space in your ears. And I know, ha ha ha, fake laugh, whatever. But holy fuck. I don't know what the fuck they're doing anymore. This is, I don't know. I'll always give them the respect they deserve for their previous music. But this track is complete garbage water. It really is. It starts strong, but that's kind of the worst part because you're expecting, like you've got your hopes up with how strong it starts, but then it goes into whatever crazy electronic garbage that they put in there. And look, most of us thought Erase Me was a fluke, you know, gave it a pass because, hey, it's under oath. It got them back. They're going on a major tour. Totally get it. But honestly, I mean, have you listened to Erase Me since the first few times just to make sure you didn't miss anything? Most likely not. And when they're out on this big tour, obviously I'm going. I like all the bands on the tour, especially Under Oath, except for, you know, Crown the Empire. But other than that, all those amazing bands on that tour. But when Under Oath are up there, are you going to be happy when I Hate It comes on? No, it's going to be like, hey, I need to go get a beer. That's what this track is like. And look, I'm going to quote a band that we're going to be talking about next up. New does not mean best. So once again, I guess, here's Wasted Space. I'm wasted space to you. Oh, holy fuck, I can't take any more of that. Don't give me any fucking shit. You know that's awful. The only way you like that is if you're half fucking robot. Under Oath deserves a lot of praise for a lot that they've done. But when you put out shitty music, you get to talk about how fucking shitty it is. Don't let anyone tell you that you don't deserve to talk about how bad that track is. All right? Tell them Ian sent you. Tell them Ian said it's okay. Because it is. You can be honest about your music taste, alright? That's the way to be. That track fucking sucks. And that's... I don't even have to be funny about it. That track is a joke. It really is. What are they even gonna do when that fucking... When those electronics come on? What do you do? How much ecstasy are they gonna give the crowd to get into that? It doesn't even make any fucking sense. All right, enough fucking garbage. 
Let's talk about the huge news today on Halloween. Slipknot have a brand new song after, it's got to be four years now, after four years, they have their brand new track, All Out Life, that came out today, and I can't stop playing this over and over again on repeat. It is so fucking good, and it sounds like old school Slipknot. And that's not saying that new school Slipknot isn't already good, but there is something about this track that takes you back to early 2000s. It just does. This track is so damn good. And the other thing that makes it really good are the lyrics. So I'm going to read you some that I love so much because that was one of the biggest things that got me about this track. So here I go. Old does not mean dead. New does not mean best. No hard feelings. I'm tired of being right about everything I've said. Yours does not mean mine. Kill does not mean die. We are not your kind. I challenge you to all-out life. We are gathered here today to get it right. Repeat after me. I will not celebrate mediocrity. I will not worship empty shells. I will not listen to worthless noises. <coughs> Under oath. I will not subject myself to selected, predictable choices. My time, my attention, my quality should not be bought and sold for convention's sake ever. We are not your kind. That is fucking awesome. Let's take a listen to this track right now. This has got to be one of my favorites of the year. I know they just announced they're going to be doing a whole tour and everything. I can't wait to see Slipknot live again. I've seen them probably seven or eight times. Let's take a listen once again. Here it is, All Out Life. Man, I wanted to keep that going. I really did. Hashtag, we are not your kind. Hashtag, we are the scene. Whew. Huge high note to leave new songs on this week. Thank you all for listening. I fucking loved it. And it's time to end the show. All right, everyone. So like I said, this is going to be a quick show. Jumped on the mic. I know I didn't cover everything that's going on in the scene, but I did what I could with what I had. 
So once again, there's a lot of stuff going on in my personal life. I mean, I think I've hinted at that kind of thing on social media a little bit. So who knows? I don't know how all this stuff is going to go right now. I, I am very sorry. I know a lot of you have to listen to really shitty shows because Ian Hates Music isn't doing the weekly scene show. So I, I do apologize for that. I know they are really, really bad. There's some good ones out there, but there's a lot of really bad ones. So I very much apologize for that. I am working on a lot of things behind the scenes, as I mentioned. So I hope you guys will stick with me. Got a ton of new stuff coming out. Ian hates movie stuff coming out as well. Like I said, Jackson and I just did the new Halloween. Kelly and I have Oculus coming out. We also have a lot more on the way as well. So keep a lookout for those. You can follow me on social medias at Ian Hates Podcast on Twitter. It's at Ian Hates on Instagram and on Facebook, facebook.com slash Ian Hates. You can go ahead and you can email me, ianhates at gmail.com as well. Don't forget, if you're looking to you know listen on a different platform other than the one you are currently, don't forget now we have Spotify. Spotify is out there, Apple, Stitcher, all that shit. <coughs> See, all that shit. I think I might be getting rid of SoundCloud when the contract is up, which is, I think it's in December. So don't listen there anymore. Listen on Spotify or something if you want to. It's just it's too much money for people for like an out of the way platform that most people don't use. That's just the way it is. So I did want to leave you with a couple of things that happened recently. The band Charlatan, obviously one of my favorite people, Gray Sorensen, the vocalist for that band. They have some big announcements coming soon. I think sometime in November, most likely. They've also been putting out new music videos for you know older tracks they have. They're great guys to follow. Very, very funny and obviously amazing music. So make sure to check that out. As you guys know, I love hearing from bands and having you suggest music to me. It's one of my favorite things. So once again, you can especially do that. IanHates at gmail.com. A smaller band that's just starting out reached out to me. Their name is First and Forever. And they're from Arizona. They have a track called Chicago that's going to be coming out very soon. I got to listen to it, and I thought it was fucking great. So this is just a whole, like, hey, smaller band, keep them on your radar first and forever. I think you're going to be very happy when you hear that new track, Chicago. So keep them, you know, in the back of your mind. When you see that, you're going to be like, holy shit, Ian Hates told me about that. I am so happy that I listened to that. So shout out to them. And really, I think that's it. Like I said, it's Halloween. But once again, as I stated before, Halloween is not a holiday because you don't get work off. That's just the way it is. Go out there and change it. Make Halloween a national holiday where you get off work. That's really the only time it matters. And then when awesome new music comes out, I guess that's it too. So I didn't even talk about horror movies. I didn't do any of that because we're coming up here on the end of the show. And that's why I have Ian Hates Movies. So check out Ian Hates Movies, the new Halloween we got Oculus coming out. We'll have some other horror movies because 
not just because it's October. I just fucking love horror movies. So I think that's going to be it. I got the plugs out of the way. If I had a co-host, I'd ask them if they had any final words. There would just be silence right now. So I will leave you the way I always do. Long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone. So goodbye to So alright